and welcome to this Meetings Today podcast. I'm Tyler Davidson, Vice President and Chief Content Director for Meetings Today. And we have a real interesting uh, interview subject today, Asima Jane, Director of Multicultural Affairs with Marriott International. Thanks for joining us today, Seema. Well, thank you for having me, Tyler. I appreciate it. And why don't you, it's such an, I know a little bit about what you do and I know that you're on on the road a ton and going to all sorts of different countries. Why don't you just in a nutshell, uh, tell the listeners what you do for uh, Marriott? Sure, absolutely. So I I will admit that I probably have a very cool job at the company. Um, My job is to make sure that our hotel teams and markets are well equipped to take care of all guests coming from any parts of the world or any multicultural segment, um, regardless of their background identity. We just want to make sure that our teams are ready to take care of them the way they want to be taken care of. And uh, that is so important these days, right? Meetings are so global now. Um, both uh, traveling to different destinations and also the attendees that come in. So um, you probably, I guess, uh, handle both of those areas or do you kind of uh, specialize more in going to hotels um, and uh, setting them up for uh, the different people from different cultures that come? So um, that's a great question, Tyler. So my program, it's a culture day program. And what I do mostly is help our teams um, whatever culture they're interested in, we offer 14 different cultures, whatever cultures they're interested in, making sure they are aware of the business protocols and social protocols and customs and norms of that segment so that they can really feel confident when they're working with that multicultural guest. Um, it's what we do at Marriott. We welcome all people. We welcome all guests. And we want to make sure that they're being taken care of the the way they'd like to be taken care of. So it's a program we started five years ago. It is um, growing internationally. It's growing domestically. And um, it's really was originally designed for internal associates to learn. So that's the base premises of the program. And and another thing that really amazes me is that you, the Marriott has so many brands you can be called into any any one of those brands to uh, to assist them, right? That is correct. The beauty of this program, it's very all-inclusive. It caters to all 30 of our brands, and we can be in any of um, hotels from Fairfield Inn to a Ritz-Carlton. It doesn't make a difference, and any discipline can come to my class. So it can be a general manager. It can be a concierge. It can be bellman front desk, operations, sales events. We welcome all the people who want to learn about another culture to our class. And I know the, you know, the end customer and our audience are meeting and event planners. Why should this be important to them? Oh, that is actually a fantastic question. Um, I feel that event planners today, like you mentioned earlier, everyone's global. Most companies we work with have some sort of global presence, um, international attendees coming to their meetings. So to better serve those attendees that are coming to the meetings, we want to make sure we understand what their hot buttons are, what's important to them. Do they have dietary restrictions? What are things that will make them feel more comfortable when they attend the meeting. So for event planners today, it's even more imperative than ever to just make sure we ask the right questions so that our, our attendees are really enjoying the program while they're with us. And, you know, what are some basic things that meeting planners should know when they're organizing an event um, that may include cultures um, that are different from their own? 
Sure, absolutely. Um, I think definitely paying attention to detail and the unique experiences. Um, looking at activities, can the planners incorporate maybe yoga, tai chi, zumba, something for the breakout that's a fitness offering. And the most important thing I think is really the culinary perspective that mm -hmm. we should serve foods that are really around the world. If your guests are coming from all the continents, we want to make sure the food is reflective of what their um, uh, you know, common customary foods might be. And that way, everybody gets to enjoy on an interactive experience. And there's some conversation starters of, oh, wow, never tried this before or something new. So I think food has become a big part of making sure that it's not just focused on one culture, but it does include many cultures. And I would imagine, uh, imagine that food labeling would be very important. And, you know, especially if you have so many different cultures, so many different dietary uh, restrictions, considerations uh, for cultures, religions, and then, of course, allergies. Absolutely. Um, you know, it's, it's a very big area that, that our audience is definitely interested in. How do you kind of, uh, for lack of a better term, uh, bite that off? Oh, I, that is a, well, food is my favorite topic, Tyler, so that I cannot, uh, you know, it's something I really believe it's, um, you know, it's a universal language. It's something everybody understands. And people around the world don't always know the different foods. So somebody from another country may never have experienced what hummus is. And we want to explain that to them and explain the ingredients as well. There are so many restrictions today. There's so many food allergies, food, vegan, gluten-free, celiac, so many different things that I feel the one rule of thumb or the tick, the little trick I use is that if the meal is sufficient for a vegan and gluten-free person, um, and this is inspired by my niece, if that meal can substantially fill a vegan gluten-free person, then most people in the world can eat that meal. So a perfect example could be something like um, rice over beans with some salad, um, like a Mexican style, or it could be maybe a falafel um, over rice or salad Again, meals that have substance but can be vegan, gluten-free will cater to probably 99% of mm -hmm. the people. And my, myself being vegetarian my entire life, it's easy for me to think that way and cook. And I am trying to help our hotels understand that as well. And they're doing a great job. Labeling is key. Labeling is key. And, um, and then when you talk about the hotels, I mean, uh, a meeting planner might work with, say, um, conference services or uh, a, a banquet team, um, a, a catering team, what are some things that they should ask them and, and what is some information they should provide to them? Because I'm guessing that, you know, a meeting planner really has to come to the property with specific information so the property can serve them the best. Absolutely. So we work with our meeting planners very closely. I used to be in sales with Marriott prior to this job, and it was very important for me to work with my meeting planner to make sure that we together were successful for the event. I wanted to make sure he or she looked good for their company, and so usually questionnaires were done in advance to the attendees. You might have seen that yourself nowadays when people are asking your dietary restrictions or do you need anything? But I think it's important to know all that before you come to the hotel so that our chefs are ready to take care of every attendee and every need that they have. It could be anything from the food section to is there a special request for the room or what type of amenity would they appreciate? Um, so getting to know the attendees beforehand will really help us make um, a successful program with the event planner. 
And what are some things you think, uh, you know, especially a U.S.-based meeting planner might not think about um, when dealing with uh, attendees from other cultures? Yeah, absolutely. So there's the the beauty of the program that we work with and um, the program that we've been expanding throughout the country is we try to teach a little bit about business protocols and social protocols. So, for example, understanding that certain cultures are maybe more lacks on punctuality. So maybe people don't start exactly on time that we're accustomed to. That certain cultures may emphasize more relationship building and not so much of a transactional based. Or in certain cultures, um, let's say for Japan, a business card is a very highly ritualized um almost like a ceremony, but it's actually mm-hmm. done so beautifully that people take time. And if you don't know these things, you could just set the meeting maybe off a little, not not in the best way. So we want to make sure that our teams, and if we can help our event planners also achieve that, that's what our goals are, to make sure yeah. they look good. You know, and that's a really interesting point too, because I just know, um, you know, having been out in the business world for a number of years, it seems like at least in the US, the whole business card thing it's just not as, as prevalent as it is anymore. But like you said, especially in Japan, it's it's very formalized. It's very formalized. It's a high ritual. And I feel that if we all took that custom, we can't offend anybody. Right. No, no one's going to be offended, Tyler, if I took time to read your business card and I gave it a thoughtful moment. But somebody could be offended if I just gave it to you and put it in my portfolio or I put it in my pocket. So I always look at the one who's probably got the most... Um, rituals or restrictions. And I want to do that because it will probably be easiest for everybody else as well. And, and getting back to um, before the, you know, the meeting starts, what, what should planners be asking their attendees? So they can absolutely ask everything from the dietary restrictions, um, food allergies. Those are number one things, because if you remember, Tyler, the last meeting you went to, you, you know, you'll remember the food. You'll remember, yeah. was the food good or right. was it not? Right. And it's one yeah. thing we all live around and we all wonder, is the food going to be as such that I don't need to go out to eat after this meal or I was really well taken care of? That's so, the thing they always remember. They remember the food. the food, right? Everybody yeah. remembers the food. And that's important for our teams because they want to make sure everybody is taken care of. So if I do have a vegan gluten free person, I want to make sure they get something that is not just salad right? I need a protein. I need something substantial. Um, The other thing is asking them things like, do you have any um, uh, needs from, let's say, let's say it's a a Muslim guest that is staying with you. Do they need a separate prayer room? Do they need anything that we can do to accommodate their needs? Um, Any special amenity in the room? They might prefer to have a hot water um, kettle rather than a coffee maker, or they might like to have slippers and a robe as we see with many of our Asian guests as well. So these are the kinds of questions that I would ask to make sure that everybody is taken care of and that they really come to our properties feeling special and creating a really memorable experience when they go back home. And what in in your mind, um, you know, I really like kind of a a top uh, three list of of, uh, what they should be really paying attention to. What are maybe like the top three challenges for event planners uh, when it comes to multicultural audiences? And and how do you get through those challenges? Sure. Um, So I think one is that understanding that different holidays can be celebrated Mm -hmm. throughout the world. And we want to respect if you're having a meeting during someone's holiday time. Maybe that's not the best time. Maybe we look at who the audience is. Um, You know, if I scheduled a meeting on December 24th at 5 p.m., 
I would not be respectful to my friends who are maybe celebrating Christmas or, or Christmas Eve. So knowing holidays is something that we want to be mindful of as we're bringing international teams together. I think that's one thing that people sometimes might forget and meeting times when they should be. Um, researching and understanding cultural needs and customs of that culture is essential. So it's not just about, do you need, you know, these kind of pillows or these many towels in your room? It's going above and beyond that. And that's what my team does when we try to set up a successful event at a hotel. We want to go in before, make sure not just a pre-con call, which is what mm-hmm. our, our, our event planners are used to, but taking it up a new level to help make sure they understand what is that business card exchange look like? Let's demo it. Let's look at it. Let's work with it. So we set up the meeting for success. So really understanding the cultural needs and customs is important as well. And just at the end, making sure we give a really great positive experience to the attendees and and making sure that when they come here, they felt they were special. They were taken care of the way they want to be taken care of. Many times, Tyler, people will say, oh, treat someone the way you want to be treated. But the truth is you want to treat someone the way they want to be treated. And that's Mm -hmm. the difference in learning. And it really sounds, uh, you know, that you go, you will go and sort of be the consultant uh, for your Marriott team. Mm-hmm. But then when it comes time to plan the meeting, they're really consultants to the meeting planners. Correct. And probably give them information they don't even think to ask. Exactly. And, the, and you know, it's, it's our goal to make sure the event planners that work with us are looking good for their boss, they're set up for success, that their attendees are very happy. And we want to give them all the tools and resources as well to say, did you think about this? Or, you know, it is, um, it is Saturday and maybe a Jewish Orthodox group is coming in and they can't do certain things. We want to make sure that they are also understanding. And that's our job to help them out. And what are some measurable steps that uh, beanie planners can take to make sure their events are diversified? That their events are diversified or with the hotel staff? Um, You know, to make sure that their hotel staff is on the same page with them. I guess maybe I'm stepping a little outside of Marriott because people book uh, events in in all sorts of different hotels. And and from talking with you, uh, it sounds like you guys got your bases covered. But um, if they weren't working with you guys, uh, what what should they be asking, uh, you know, a staff that that may not be as well versed just to make sure that they're thinking about that? Sure. Well, naturally, a person will start with the sales manager before they book an event, and then it will be up to the sales manager. They can ask to make sure they engage with all the departments, the front desk, culinary teams, banquet events, to ensure the property can handle the cultural needs or whatever the needs are of that particular segment. Um, The planner can ask what preparation will be done in advance of the group arrival, if there's going to be any cultural training before the group arrives. And then, of course, all departments, especially our frontline team members, they need to be aware of the event and the needs of the attendees. So asking those questions to the amount of education that will be disseminated to the frontline is a great question to ask. Excellent. And then how about, um, I know there's a big trend, um, you know, and especially in the U.S., that when people go to a destination, they want to see what things that are unique to that destination experience activities that are really special and unique to that destination. Are there any cultural uh, considerations uh, in, in that line that, uh, that people should be aware of? You know, that's a good question, Tyler. Not that I am aware of. I think our concierge team members have to be well informed of local mm-hmm. sites and activities. So for example, 
um, let's say there is a Muslim guest as part of the group and it is Friday and they want to go to the mosque because that is their holy day. At least our team members need to be aware of where the local mosques are in the area. So Mm -hmm. just something to keep in mind is understanding who the people are, what interest level, if they're staying before or after the event with their children and family, maybe we know what the activities are in the area that would accommodate their family needs. So that's why understanding the attendees, who they are, what their needs are, are they coming before and after, we really make it a really great experience as our teams work with that. And um, so, you know, I know, in, especially in the tech industry here, I'm based in San Francisco, there are a lot of people from India that work in that, um, you know, a lot of uh, business and, and people in global business from Asia, of course, Europe. Um, are there any upcoming uh, places uh, where you're seeing more uh, business travelers coming from, such as uh, African countries and other sure. places? Uh, Great question. So just so you know, out of the program that I work with, the top three requested um, segments are Indian, LGBTQ, and Jewish. And then right after that are China and Middle East. So I just came back from Europe last week where I did a little roadshow there in Zurich, Munich, and London. And the cultures they asked for were India, Middle East, China, and USA. I think here we do get Middle East, we get China. India is number one requested from two angles. That's the wedding Mm. or business, business travelers and the Indian weddings as well. Um, but these are probably the main cultures that get requested by the market. And it can be for two reasons. Either they're trying to understand that market, they're seeing the business, and they're just trying to figure out how to get it in their hotel. Or it could be a company just came in nearby. It could be a Japanese company, German company, Brazilian company, and they're trying to understand those cultures to better serve the company. And it's interesting, as you were talking to, um, I mean, I automatically think of uh, different cultures as maybe religions or um, nations, but you said LGBTQ also. Correct. So yes. that is something I just didn't, I didn't really put that together, but it's, it's interesting too, because I'm sure that's a huge issue in a lot of places. Yeah. And it's something that we developed about two years ago. We started that program based on market request. It's actually one of my favorite ones to present to. I think it's very eye-opening. And as you know, um, frontline employees, you know, making sure that um, everybody is taken care of with equalness, respect, um, just like anybody else would be. And it's a lot about basics, but it's nice to hear it um, in a different format. And nowadays there's, you know, transgender guests, there's gender neutral. And we want to make sure everybody on our team is familiar and comfortable in all aspects. And um, then, so tell me about um, yourself. You must be on the road a lot going to all these places. Um, So I think we were trying to figure out last year, I think it's at least 50 to 60%. Um, When I started, it was just domestic travel and now it's grown internationally. Um, My background is I am a first generation Indian. My parents came in the 60s um, and uh, I was a finance marketing undergrad And then about 14 years ago, when I joined Marriott, I decided to try sales at hand. And it was in my own personal case study that I learned in the sales world that if we are culturally competent, not only is it the right thing to do for a company who welcomes all and taking care of the guest, but it also could be bottom line um, results as well, where you can actually see financial cases of improved revenue or increased occupancy. 
So in my own story, I learned this and then um, took it up to corporate for um, further um, looking at it. And then a year after that, they developed a job, they created this position. And that's where I was about six years ago. So I have the biggest, um, honestly, the best job, Tyler, in the company is every day I get to touch another person's life and help them understand another culture. And that's the beauty of trying to help people become open-minded and realizing that the world can be different and that's perfectly fine. And that's what we love. That, it is really super interesting. I, I do envy your job and uh, it sounds like you sort of uh, created a lot of it uh, yourself too. I was very fortunate that my company was very supportive of the program. They always have been. And um, they let me take a lot of initiatives in driving the program and it's um, it's doing well. And we like to see that people are interested and wanting to learn. And that's the first part in making everybody feel more common and, and learning the differences are appreciated. Similarities are there and um, just being respectful to all. Excellent. And where can meeting planners learn more about uh, Marriott's efforts in this area? So, um, I mean, basically, they can either reach out to us, they can reach out to their salesperson, their Marriott account executive, and they can talk about this program saying, we hear you have a culture day program, or, um, you know, what can we do? How can we engage in it? We do customer events as well. So it's internal. Sometimes we do external customer events with this, where we take the program to our customers. So there's many ways we can work, but I think starting with their Marriott account executive will probably be the first step. Well, great. Well, anything to add, Seema? I mean, you've been all around the world and uh, seen a, a lot of it. Um, anything you think meeting planners should know or any words of inspiration to leave uh, leave them with? You know, I think the main thing is to just be more aware that our attendees today are coming from diverse backgrounds, to learn and appreciate each of them for who they are, and to take the moment and time to understand their needs. Once we get that, I think they'll feel good. You will feel even more successful because you've taken care of everybody in a very holistic way. And that's the main thing is to just learn more about people and and learn what is important to them. Well, great. Thanks for joining us, Seema. Absolutely, Tyler. Thank you so much. And um, I hope you have a great day. You too. And that was Seema Jane, Director of Multicultural Affairs for Marriott International. We thank her for joining us. And thank you too for listening to this Meetings Today podcast. Head on over to meetingstoday.com in our podcast section where you can hear a variety of podcasts with all sorts of interesting industry thought leaders. So uh, no matter what you're doing with the rest of the day, Go out and make it a good one, and thanks for listening.